Welcome to Design to Thrive podcast. This is a space where teachers and school leaders and community partners come together to talk about the amazing things that they are doing to create schools and uh, learning spaces where all kids are empowered, where they are valued, where they are heard, and ultimately where they experience success. I'm your host, Alyssa Frazier. And today we have the amazing Desiree, Dr. Dr. Desiree Alexander in the house today. Desiree, can you say hello to him? Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so super quick, um, I'm going to roll back the record real quick. So um, I am in a group. Um, I'm in a, a POC, ed tech, people of color in the ed tech space. And um, really this group uh, was so helpful for me in terms of transitioning from um, being an English teacher, being a coach to really doing a lot with um, tech integration. And um, in the group, I kept hearing Desiree, 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 Desiree. Um, really, like over and over and over and over again. I mean, from Kim, I mean, from Martine, I mean, from Alexis. I mean, I mean, like I would hear your name over and over again. And I got to tell you that um, I have done a little bit of the, the, the sneak up on you. Like I've uh -oh. seen, seen a little bit of the YouTube talks, um, just really looked at um, not just the kind of work that you were doing in terms of coaching and consulting, but really in terms of the heart work that you're doing, where you connect oh. to people and tell them about your stories and, and who you are as a person. Thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, then I like, was like, Hey, can I be your friend? Right. And so we yes. sweetened a little bit um, back and forth. And so um, I brought Desiree on the show with us um, one, because she has a, uh, has an amazing perspective in that um, she trains teachers. And so I wanted to bring her on to kind of talk about um, how she got into education, uh, what she's seen in her different roles and capacities and um, what does it look like right now to build the capacity of teachers um, in service to, you know, creating these equitable communities? Yes, 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 yes. And thank you for, for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yep, let's roll. So Desiree, could you please um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into education? Of course. So I am Dr. Desiree Alexander. I have been in education for, I think it's 19 years now. I think next year will be my 20th. Yeah. And um, I started my career as a sixth grade and eighth grade English teacher and became a kind of 8.5 high school-ish English teacher. Um, and then became a middle school librarian, a high school librarian and then a district level instructional technology supervisor. I have been very, very blessed to be in those different roles and to see those roles from different district perspectives in Louisiana and Texas. 
Um, and the reason why I said that I'm blessed in that is because I really have seen just all of the different varying perspectives from traditional school to virtual school to um, blended learning to working at an alternative school to working in the magnet program to, I mean, I really have kind of not definitely not seeing it all, but have seen a lot. So because of that, I'm able to help, at least I feel like I'm able to help a wide variety of teachers in their different areas. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that's amazing to, to just touch upon not just the grade levels, but the different needs and the different spaces and like, what does it look like in Texas? And what does it look like in Louisiana? And like, where are the, the opportunities and where are the disparities and where are folks um, taking hold and saying, hey, this is what, you know, kind of I'm going to try, right? Um, especially being a librarian. Yo, librarians are the most amazing people. They are my favorite, favorite, hands down people in any district. And they're like a breed that's like, where are y'all? Where are the librarians? Media specialists. them. The teacher librarians, the library media specialists, the media specialists, the librarians, all of them, love, love, love. I also consulted in a public library as a teen librarian consultant. So I kind of got to see that space too. Love, 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 always. Yeah, 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 I love it. So I want to, um, I can't, I, because we are really focused on um, bringing forward um, culturally responsive teaching, um, I wanted to kind of, I wanted you to kind of go back into your experience and kind of walk us through when you first um, kind of said, oh my goodness, I've got to do better with this. Or, oh my goodness, I, you know, I've noticed that there's a need to be more culturally responsive. Or, oh my goodness, there's ways that, I, that I'm connecting, maybe in um, a different capacity than I really thought I was doing. Or like, where, where was it where you first were like, became aware that like there was um, a need to kind of be more culturally responsive. And it's funny that you asked that because as soon as you said it, my mind probably went to a, a different area than where this answer may usually lead. But I got that, that first inkling from being a student, from being a student in spaces that were not culturally responsive, from being a student in teachers' classrooms who were, let's just say, racist um from being in those spaces and not having a voice and, and not I'm not gonna say not having a voice but not knowing how to use my voice and not knowing how to speak up for myself I think that is where I first learned that culturally responsive teaching is a thing and it's something that needs to happen because I I have always wanted to be a teacher. So I always had that viewpoint of being the teacher in the classroom. So yeah, I, I know it may be a weird answer, but that's where, mm -hmm. you know, it really came from. Of I, When I get in front of this classroom, I want to make sure that everybody feels included. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, so when you talk about that, because um, I'm, I'm going to pull you a little bit, I'm going to pull on that string a little bit. Um, when you talk about like what your experiences were, um, was there one that kind of stood out to you or were there patterns of things that 
kind of were happening where you began to realize like, wow, like this thing is happening or this is who I am in the space? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I had, let me just 100% say I had some amazing teachers, you know, growing up that, that really set me more on fire for becoming a teacher. Cause I'm like, man, I want to emulate you when I get in that role. Right. But it, being in, um, I would say definitely starting at my high school experience, I did have some less than stellar, um, teachers who did treat students of color differently that did treat even skin tones differently. Um, come on and even, talk about that. Come on and talk okay. about. Come on and talk about that. I come, um, on, come on, keep on going. But I want. I want. I, we're gonna talk about that. Come on. Yeah, I mean, just like straight up. So just you know, me having um, an eclectic group of friends and, and acquaintances in high school, and just seeing how you know certain teachers would treat certain students, even if like I was. Um, I remember one English class and I really, of course, my English classes were everything to me because that's always been my passion. And I had just phenomenal English teachers in, you know, elementary and middle school and, and a couple in high school, especially my senior um, teacher in high school. And, but I also had one that, you know, I'm not going to put out any names or anything like that, which I don't mind doing, but I kind of don't remember her name that, um, that, you know, I remember even the class saying, like, what's your problem? Like, what's your problem? You know, how you, how you treat people and how you treat people who are, who are darker. You know, I had straight A's in her class, but you would swear I was a behavior problem and was, and was flipping out every day because of how she, how she treated the students. So that's what taught me, first and foremost, it's not just about content. It's not just about what you're teaching, it's how you're teaching it, it's how you're making those students feel, is how you are, you know, stealing their joy sometimes with, by the actions that you take. Yeah, I think that, I think that that's so important. That's an example. What, what you were talking about brought me to, brought me back a little bit to um, an experience that I had um, and you know, you know, we shouldn't trade hurts, right? But it triggered when you were talking about that. It triggered me because I've always been a, a, a um, writing, so I, I've always preferred to write over speaking. Um, you know, like words were my um, plate, my respite, right? When I was happy, I wrote a ton. When I was sad, I wrote a ton. When I got excited, I was like, oh, I'm getting a book, right? So. Um, I have always been in love with, with words. Um, and I'm, I'm now an introvert that talks, but for a long time, I was an introvert, right? I was an introvert, introvert, right? Um, you know, square, right? And so um, <laughs> I see you nod your head. Um, and so anyway, the, the story goes that um, I was at a new school 